So let me talk to you about uh, home title fraud. If you think it's the type of thing that uh, you know only happens to other people. It only happens to other people. That's what I was thinking. Really? Yeah. Well, you're an idiot. Um, but to convince well, you. That's not a way to get me no, to I'm just buy saying, something. I, well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you're an idiot. Okay. Um, think of uh, this. This is something, somebody who actually did this stuff and yeah. what he was doing. Listen. Okay, I'm listening. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow right. against the house. Oh, Nobody no, I have house. title insurance for that. No, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some it's special document. Name. They he would call me. You know, Nobody's what is calling me? you? After I've stolen the Nobody's title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. And wow. at that point, well, you start well, getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. See? Four. But how Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. No. You didn't actually take your house, sir. Uh, just, just know that. Don't be like Glenn and uh, and Wait, think who's this that? couldn't happen to you. I mean, was that the radio guy? Yeah, He's no. a genius. Uh, all right, just go to the website. I can't wait to see com. him in the Hall of Fame. Hometitlelock.com. Oh, already there. Code is radio. Hometitlelock.com. President Trump had an incredible day yesterday in Ohio. We've invited him to be on the program uh, tomorrow. Hopefully he will be on with us. And another presidential candidate uh, joins us in 60 seconds. I don't know if you saw the news today, but uh, the DOD is now apparently sharing classified documents uh, with opposition research for the Democrats. It's being investigated now. Sure, that never happened. All of the things that you thought were private, probably not private really anymore. Uh, The owners of Truthfinder and Instant Checkmate Background Check Services recently had a data breach, exposed the email address, passwords, first and last names, and phone number, but only for about 20 million customers. So don't, I mean, who, who has anything to worry about? Look, nobody can stop all cybercrime. Nobody can protect you or watch everything or catch everybody because it's so vast and changing all the time. But there is one company that does everything they can for the preventative side. And then in case something does slip through the cracks or tunnels through, they have a restoration team to uh, uh, restore your good name and your information. I want you to call and find out all you can about LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock by Norton. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK for 25% off LifeLock.com. Vivek Ramaswamy is uh, on with us. You know, you could have told me, given me a better clue, we just talked, I think it was on Friday, and said, are you thinking about running for president? You're like, I'm thinking about it. Come on, you knew. You knew. 
Glenn, I think I said I was very seriously considering it. I talked about every possible hint I could have on this show. No, I mean, we hung up, and I said on the air, he's running. He's absolutely running. Yeah, come on. I gave it to you. I know. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, uh, Vivek, first of all, um, you are not known as a, a politician or somebody who's ever done this. You're known as a CEO. We'll get into some of that. What is it that your platform, I mean, like on with Russia, what, what would you do as president with what we're going through now in Ukraine? I think foreign policy is all about prioritization, Glenn. I would not spend another dollar on Ukraine. I would reprioritize that to take on the number one foreign policy challenge, which is declaration of independence from communist China. I think we can declare economic independence and defeat them economically so we don't have to militarily. That's number one. And then number two, if there's a use case for the U.S. military and weapons, it is actually to protect our border and to take on, and I would go so far as to say, decimate the cartels. 100,000 fentanyl deaths in the United States today, 80% of which comes from southern border crossings. Deal with that protect our soil here we could do that for a fraction glenn of the cost that it takes to you know fight a foreign war somewhere on the other side of the world that has far fewer american interests tied to it i was in new hampshire yesterday and actually one of the things that surprises me glenn is how broad the support for that idea for both those foreign policy prongs is oh yeah and it's amazing to me that the defense establishment doesn't you know it says you can't say that in polite company but that gives you a sense for where I am on foreign policy. So let me ask you, Vivek. I mean, the Donald Trump was an outsider. He came in and he's told me several times personally he had no idea. He knew it was bad, but he had no idea that he wouldn't be able to trust a soul in Washington. He had no idea how deep the deep state was and how powerful it was. What makes you think you could go in and rock everyone's world? Well, he's told me the same thing, and he's a friend. And honestly, I take inspiration from what he did in 2015. I just think we got to take this to the next level. Part of this is going to have to be just involving shutting agencies down full stop. Now, are there costs and benefits to that? Yes. But I think we live in a moment where the benefits outweigh those costs. So when you say shut agencies down, what agencies are you talking about? Department of Education. Let's start there. I was speaking to the Iowa legislature this morning, congratulating them for what they did with school choice in Iowa. I said we need to eliminate the federal Department of Education. But many other three-letter acronyms, even much of the national security apparatus, Glenn, has to be shut down and replaced in those cases with something new. Because when a managerial rot runs so deep, you can't reform it by putting a different figurehead at the top. You have to shut it down and build something new to take its place. And here's the other thing. I mean, I can say this. Donald Trump knows this just as well as I do from being a CEO. If you can't fire somebody who works for you, that means they don't work for you. It means you work for them. You are their slave. Mm -hmm. We need to replace these civil service protections with sunset clauses saying that, you know what, if I can't be the next president of the United States and work for the federal government for more than eight years, then neither should anybody who works for me. Those federal bureaucrats got to be subject to eight year sunset clauses. And so. How are you going to get that done? I mean, you have to have you have to have a Congress that has the balls to do these things. And I'm not sure you have the Congress on either side of the aisle. You got a few asking all the right questions. Right. So I take a strong view of the Constitution here. Article two of the Constitution says that the president of the United States runs the federal government, period. So if Congress isn't willing to act, 
as president, I am, and I have studied the Supreme Court and the composition of the Supreme Court right now. You want to take this one and test it in the Supreme Court with me? Great. We can then use judicial precedent to make sure that we lock that in. I believe that Clarence Thomas and others on the court today will be right there with me on my view of Article 2 and how that reads in the Constitution to say that a lot of these other quasi-unconstitutional statutes from the Impoundment Prevention Act of 1974 that says that actually the, that the president has to spend money on specific agencies that Congress has actually authorized it to have to spend on, that's authorization, not a mandate. Firing and civil service protections, as I said, if you're running the federal government under Article 2 of the Constitution, the president runs the executive branch. I take the Constitution seriously. And you know what? I think the friendly way to do it is to lead Congress. I personally think that 2024 can actually be a landslide election, Glenn. Um, it's a separate topic for another day. I'm optimistic about that. But if we don't get it done that way, we will get it done through executive authority per what the Constitution empowers a president to do. This is what, again, I talk about. America first. I'm all in as an America first conservative. We've just got to take this to the next level with what I repeatedly am now calling America first 2.0. And that's a big part of the reason I'm doing this. So why did you change? You said you were a libertarian. Why? Why did you decide you were a a conservative over a libertarian? I used to be a libertarian in college, actually. I had this discussion with folks in New Hampshire yesterday, too. There was uh, a couple of libertarians that came to one of my uh, one of my rallies last night. But here's the here's the thing libertarians, I got two issues. One is they're too meek, actually. So they'll talk about the free market and they say they don't want to make political expression a civil right, as I believe we need to in this country. Yet they don't actually touch the other protected classes like race or sex or religion or national origin. And so my view is these libertarians today, with all due respect, have their heads in the sand because you can't have it both ways. That's problem number one. But problem number two is deeper, which is, you know, what do we do in that free world, even when the state's out of our hair? There's still the deeper question of purpose as a citizen, how we live our lives, how we live virtuous lives. And I care about virtue in civic life and in family life and in faith-based life, too. Not to say that the government necessarily should be involved or mandating those things, but those things matter for human flourishing, for American flourishing. And libertarianism has nothing to say about that. That is why I call myself a conservative today, in contrast to 15 years ago when I thought I was a cool kid in college calling myself a libertarian. So we're talking to Vivek Ramaswamy. He is running for president of the United States as a Republican. Um, We've gotten to know each other over uh, the World Economic Forum and ESG. And you are not only um, uh, one of the biggest voices against it. Um, you're actually you've put into action strive uh, management where you are saying invest with us. We'll do better with your money than, you know, BlackRock. And we're going to use the voting rights that we get to try to tell these companies don't do these woke uh, things. Um, but there's some charges out about you that I just like to hear you answer. Um, you were nominated and selected as a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader in 21. Did what? This is hilarious. Okay. This is, thank you for this opportunity. This is actually a lot of fun for me. Look, partisan politics, I think there's a lot of people on the left and on the right who are threatened by my entry into this race. So I oh, welcome yeah. the opportunity to have this debate in the open. All right. I think you know this. I don't like to boast about myself, but I would go so far as to say no one, and I mean no one in this country, 
has been a bigger both doer and crusader against the World Economic Forum agenda than probably the two of us on this call. <laughs> I would challenge somebody to name. I really mean it. I would challenge anybody to name one for me. If you really pressed me, I would name maybe Elon Musk. And guess what? He's named on that same website of the World Economic Forum. Mm. Somebody else, financially, friend Peter Thiel, he's been named on that same website. You want to know why? Here's the dirty little secret. Though, and I've seen this firsthand. I experienced it firsthand. The World Economic Forum names you on their website without your permission. So the funny part is I have a book coming out later this year where I actually detail this experience. I have phone calls, emails, and I was respectful about it. I believe in being civil. But I said, do not name me on your website because I do not accept your award. I don't want to speak at your conference. They tell me, oh, no, 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 you, you misunderstand. We have all the global billionaires here. Mark, Mark Zuckerberg was a young global right, fellow. They right. give me the list of names. And they say, no, 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 Vivek, you don't understand. This is an honor. I was like, I respectfully disagree. I don't want to be named. And I don't accept your award. And then they go on to put my name on their website anyway. Now, they ask, they've asked me to speak there and that kind of thing. I declined. But the funny thing about me, and I'm learning a little bit about how this partisan politics game works, you know Trump spoke at the World Economic Forum in Davos in 2018 mm-hmm. and 2019. Mm-hmm. Do I hold that against him? No. <laughs> you don't know why? Because <laughs> everyone who's as financially successful as me or Donald Trump or, or Elon Musk or whoever else gets invited to speak, in my case, I said no, because this has been my focus area. It would not have made sense for me to do it. In Trump's case, he said, yes, I don't hold that against him. But I think it just reveals you know, one of the things that's, that's, that's been eye-opening to me about the online version of the conservative movement is, these rise of these clickbait conservatives that it, it, it's sort of sad, want to mislead their own followers to advance what agenda, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I also don't want to complain about it. We're in the big leagues with presidential politics. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, we all know it's a dirty game, but it's good to, it's good to keep your eye on the facts. Well, I, I can, I can no verify. Opponent of this agenda than me. I can verify one thing. Um, the World Economic Forum has me on a list, too, and they won't take me off that list either. So it's just not the same kind of list. I know. So the next thing is that you have a longtime association with Soros, and I'm probably the number one anti-Soros guy in the world. Can I give you a one-word answer to that question, yeah. Glenn? I know you're yeah. the number one anti-Soros guy, so I'm not saying false to you. I'm saying false to the longtime association with George Soros. Yeah. Lie. 100% lie. Now, let me, let, me, let me actually give you guys the facts. And again, this, these clickbait conservatives online, I, I don't know if you know, they feel threatened or whatever, and they need, to, <laughs> they need to make up stuff. I was 25 years old when I went to law school. I got a scholarship funded by Paul Soros, not George Soros, but Paul Soros, that allowed me at the age of 25 to pay for law school. And I took it. You want to know why? Because I'm smart. <laughs> now, it's hilarious to me that the same people who bring that fact up from when I was 25 years old, taking a scholarship funded partially by somebody who's related to George Soros, don't say a word about the fact that, again, Donald Trump, who I love, who I respect, I'm not criticizing him, took a $160 million loan from not Paul Soros, but George Soros, Himself, I have no problem with it. You want to know why? Because it's business. Donald Trump knows what he's doing. I don't think he's corrupted by that. I'm not criticizing him for it. He's a friend. But I think it's funny, and I think it's revealing that these same people will talk about a 25-year-old kid taking a scholarship to help him pay for law school from a relative of George Soros, make a big deal out of that, without saying a peep about Donald Trump taking a $160 million loan for George Soros. And I say that as a friend and somebody who respects Donald Trump because I don't think that that disqualifies him or taints him in any way because he's a man of integrity and he's doing business the way he knows how. 
but you know, I think that when you're in positions like I've been or Donald Trump's been, you get that. I think if you're you know sitting on online all day on Twitter, it can be a very different story. All right, I've got one more question on uh, in this line here, um, and that is, you're a you're a biotech guy, and in bed with big pharmaceuticals, and and a big proponent of uh, mRNA shots, and uh, you know you 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 have uh, you you've never critiqued Pfizer. <laughs> so let me let me let me say a couple things. First of those things is true. I'm a biotech guy. I am proud of my success in biotech. Then five of the medicines I worked on personally oversaw in the company that I founded are FDA approved products today. That is now a multi-billion dollar company, a $7 billion company that I led as CEO. One of those drugs is a drug for prostate cancer. Another for women's health conditions from endometriosis to uterine fibroids to psoriasis to one that's particularly touching for me. It's an approved therapy for kids who were born with a genetic disease that caused them to die by the age of two at a hundred percent fatality rate by the age of two or three. Wow. Now a majority of them have an opportunity to live lives of potentially a normal duration. I'm proud of those things, Glenn. I will not apologize for it. That is part of what makes America great and is part of what makes innovation great is it empowers human beings to live better lives. That is not a, an association with anything other than human innovation and a commitment to actually making people prosper by addressing diseases and treating them. Now, the idea that I am a proponent of some sort of vaccination agenda. No, I am. I'm on the record right now. I oppose vaccine mandates. I think that there has been a lot of rampant government lying and mistrust appropriately. So to the American public because of how badly they handled this issue. But I think we can't go to a place where we say that now we don't want people working on innovative medicines to treat diseases from prostate cancer to psoriasis to genetic conditions in children. No, I think that we ought to stand up for the innovation that makes us who we are. And I'm, I'm proud of what I accomplished. All right. Talking to Vivek Ramaswamy back with him in just a second. Uh, Jim wrote in about his experience with relief factor. He said, I used to have extreme uh, lower back pain. Nothing. I tried ever touched it. Then I heard about relief factor, decided to give it a try. Relief factor works so well. And so quickly it eliminated the pain, allowing me to function better than I had even before. Thank you so much. Relief factor. Jim, thanks for writing in. If you or somebody you love are dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. It, it's, it's natural. It works with your body. It's not a drug, so you're not going to be whacked out. And it has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation, which is the cause of most of our pain. The three-week quick start, now nineteen ninety-five. It's a trial pack, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, let me go back to your platform. Uh, a good friend of ours, David uh, Harsani, uh, has a pushback a bit on one of your platform policies. Like to hear your response? Yes, yeah, I think respectful questioning about one of your question, uh, one of your pro- policy pro- uh, proposals, Vivek, about making political ideas uh, protected right. I think there's a lot of appeal to conservatives who continually get fired from their jobs over what they believe. Uh, he he says, though, it, you're, it, we could have some negative side effects. He says your idea. 
uh, would p- potentially make it illegal for di- not only for Disney to fire a social conservative, but for a Jewish restaurant to sever its relationship with a neo-Nazi. Or a hedge fund would be compelled to keep a Trotskyite who believes profits are evil on the payroll. Or Walmart having to wait for the worker who spends his days trying to put big box chains out of business to leave on his own volition. How do you walk this line? Because obviously there is a lot of really negative consequences coming from this. But does if we put, make this a civil yeah, right, does me, it go too far? Great question. These are the kinds of things we actually should be talking about. It's a great question. Thank you. So here's what I would say. I would give Congress a choice. Either you repeal the protected classes as they exist. OK, race, sex, religion, national origin, sexual orientation. And you actually leave it to the free market. Or you have to apply those standards even handedly, but you cannot have it both ways. And I'm going to since this is, you know, since I know who I'm talking to here, it's a pretty sophisticated you know, counterpart here. Glenn in particular understands this. I know. Let me explain exactly how those civil rights laws and protected classes created the conditions for viewpoint discrimination. We have okay? two minutes. Go so ahead. Civil rights statutes. Right. Yeah. So Linda Johnson thought it was just prohibiting discrimination on the basis of race. But they've now been interpreted to say that that includes hostile work environments against religious minorities. What's one of the ways that now you can create a hostile work environment? It's by wearing a Trump hat to work. It's by saying the wrong thing on social media. So ironically, the law created the conditions for viewpoint-based discrimination while leaving political viewpoints unprotected. So you know what I say? You can't have it both ways. If you can't fire somebody for being black or gay or Muslim or white or Jewish or whatever, you should not be able to fire somebody for being an outspoken conservative either. We have to apply these standards even-handedly. And if you want to get rid of protected classes altogether, great, I'll have that conversation. But no Republican or anybody else is willing to. And so in the meantime, I think we need to bring civil rights into the 21st century to protect political expression as a civil right. All right. <laughs> Vivek, uh, I love the fact that you're running. Um, I... Uh, I support anybody who is standing up for the Constitution, standing up for the right of people, standing up against uh, the endless wars uh, and the lies. Uh, and you just are just able to run for president, are you not? Didn't you just have a birthday? Are you, what, 36, <laughs> two 37, ago, two years ago? 37. Yeah, 37. you're 37. <laughs> that, that would be a shocking change from what we have had uh, traditionally since really Clinton. And I think he was in his 40s. I only want people above 100 years old to run for president. Really? That's, yes, really? I think we should go the other direction. Okay. I'm sorry, Vivek. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, we'll talk to you again. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find out more at Vivek, uh, V-I-V-E-K, uh, 2024.com. Vivek, 2024.com. V-I-V-E-K. 2024.com All right Stand by There's more Sorry. The Glenn Beck Program <laughs> Paul Harvey He always made everything into a question yeah. Good morning Americans It's Thursday <laughs> um, Really unfortunate truth Is that not, not all meats Are created equally uh, and not all meats are coming from the United States, even though they have little uh, product of the USA flag on it. Um, it. It's crazy that they can put that on those meats. Eighty five percent of the grass fed beef that you'll find in stores is imported into this country from other places in the world. Yeah. OK, that's not great. 
Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to GoodRanchers.com and see the quality of their meat and the prices of their meat, their meat, their seafood, their chicken. It all comes from the United States of America. It is all going to support good ranchers. We've got to take care of our farmers and our ranchers now. GoodRanchers.com, 100% satisfaction guarantee, monthly delivery of meat, always quality. And it's delicious, and you'll save money. Save $30 with the promo code BECK right now at GoodRanchers.com. That's GoodRanchers.com. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and sign up for Blaze TV. You can use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. I sincerely hope that Donald Trump will take us up on our offer tomorrow to be on the program. I think it was one of the most political, politically savvy uh, moves I have seen from a politician in a very, very long time, if ever. Uh, And that was his trip up to uh, Ohio yesterday and bringing stuff bought on his own dime uh, to help the people of Ohio. I, I just thought that was fantastic. And so you know that is what he's like. He is that kind of guy that does amazing things for people and, and does it because he can, uh, not for a photo op. I mean, long before he was running for president, he, he, was, he reached out to you in a, in a way you've described before as being thoughtful. Yeah, uh, very, very. Yeah. He is. He, it's weird. He is, he is a steamrolling wrecking machine. <laughs> right. At the same time, he is a really thoughtful guy. And for a long time, I didn't understand how to put those two together. I thought one had to be fake. It's not. One's business and one's him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's understandable why it's hard to put that together. (laughs) There's not a lot of people who are like that. (laughs) No, uh, it makes it somewhat unique. There's not. What'd you think of uh, Vivek? You know, I like Vivek a lot. It's it's interesting to see how you brought up a lot of those criticisms. Some of them have come uh, from, you know, I think a lot of surrogates for other candidates and, and, uh, you know, uh, some conservative, uh, some conservative writers and such. Uh, Some of them, I think, are just, I mean, you know, he's listed on a site the World Economic Forum is, uh, forum for someone who's been successful and he didn't come and speak there is not to me a, a really uh, you know noteworthy criticism uh, you know and it's interesting to see how when you announce for president how kind of things change I mean he's been on the show a, a bunch of times and everyone cheered him on as being this you know anti woke warrior and the second you announce for president there's a lot of new criticisms that come out of the woodwork um, you know I, I I tend to be more like I, I think his proposal is is interesting and i and part part of me wants to cheer it on when it comes to making a political speech a civil right but like i i i i can see david harsani's and others criticism on this like how this would play out because yeah we can all cheer on and say hey we don't want conservatives to be fired from disney but we also know what that means on the other side too when you have at your employment some crazy socialist who uh has views that are against your company and you have to keep them employed because of this, it would be a real problem. Okay, so he's he's either he's either hasn't thought this one through. Um, I'm sure he or, has. He's too I'm smart sure he that. has. Yeah. Um, or um, I just disagree with him, you know? Yeah. But there's another possibility that 
he is so smart. He knows that any time a libertarian says, let's get rid of that. What do they what do they say? You mean get rid of all the protected classes? Yeah, right. yeah. They say, oh, you're racist. Racist, homophobe, right. you know, whatever. You're, yeah. you're against sponges, whatever it is. But this happened they, to Rand Paul back in the all day. All the time, mm-hmm. yeah. So this gives him the ability to poke holes through that mm-hmm. without calling for an end to that, just saying, oh, well, then we're going to balance the field. We're right. going to make everything uh you know a protected class because freedom of speech you got to make that political freedom of speech a protected class which they will not want to do okay well then let's get rid of all of them because yeah could be the the things that you're saying won't work because of political you know political games well uh, yeah okay i agree with you yeah and that's why half of the country thinks the other protected classes don't work. Yeah, and, and you know, in in a, if you're a candidate like Vivek, you can't be a game manager. You can't be, you know... To, a gay manager? Not a gay manager. What did you you can't say? be a game manager. Oh, okay. Gay like, manager. What's a gay manager? Well, a gay manager... Hi, welcome to my floral shop. You should what understand what a gay manager is. It's a manager who's gay, gay. right? I, I know, but I didn't I, understand I, it in this particular... <laughs> it wouldn't make sense. Okay, the, well... But, like, you have to be a game manager. Game manager. manager. It's a common term in sports, which is why, okay, I, that's why, why we I had this know. problem. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So a game manager at quarterback is a guy mm. who runs the system. He can hit the open receiver he it can make all the throws you need in your offense and he's a great guy to have if you have a great defense for he's example. my homie no he's absolutely you're talking about patrick mahomes and no patrick mahomes is not a game manager i don't he's also he not a game manager things. but he's yes he can do all those things but so much more he's the, one of the best quarterbacks of all time right game well, manager, i would think that a gay manager yeah, would be one of those guys that could do would be one of the greatest of all times why else would you be a gay manager why would I try a sports analogy on this show? It's, not, it's my fault. It's it my is fault. your fault. I should be fired this for that. This is why you're Let, not in the Hall of Fame and I am. Exactly, yes. This is the exact example I want to I want to bring it directly to the Hall of Fame for consideration. And there you have it. Another example of why Glenn Beck oh. is in the Radio Hall of I Fame. I don't know why so. he obsesses. So you go into a supermarket <laughs> and you ask for the manager and he's gay. What's the big not, deal? Not a big deal. Okay. Oh, my God. To try to explain briefly, okay. a game manager <laughs> yes. is a guy, uh, who, a quarterback, who can stay within the system and do what you need to do, not screw it up, not lose the game for you. A guy like Patrick Mahomes is something totally different, who is... Because he'll can, give you, he'll make, throw he'll throw a pass with a sidearm and giving you the side eye at the same time. Uh, you do know a little bit about oh, Patrick Mahomes. Don't you, push me. No on one any else of would that. state it that way. But yes, that, that's exactly. Right. He can make a spectacular play even when you're undermanned. Correct. Maybe you're coming from a disadvantageous position. Mm-hmm. He can make all the incredible throws, and right. he can single-handedly hero ball you to a victory. And in some ways, I think as if you're a candidate like Vivek, who maybe a lot of people don't know, you have to make bold proposals or no one's going to notice you. You can't come in here with like, well, I would like to cut taxes by 6%. Like no one's going to, you have to make bold proposals. And why, And this is a, the type of thing that Vivek wants to talk about. So maybe making this is a little bit of an overstep as a full policy, but draws attention to his argument. 
But does he have to play football? Yes, he has to play football. Yes. I don't but, understand. And he has to the... play football as a um, gay man. So <laughs> those two things need to occur for Vivek to rise to the Nothing wrong with that. Right? Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think you might be uh, right. I don't know Vivek real well, but mm-hmm. we've gotten to know each other over the last year. And uh, I do think he's he's uh, a man of action. He's a guy who doesn't say things just to say. Them. Oh, yeah. I, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So he's not. So I can see you. I could. I agree that that might be part of his thinking. But if he's doing that, there is strategy behind it to be able Agreed. to move that forward. And look, I think this is where the party is right now. You know, the, the, the praise for Donald Trump, for Ron DeSantis, for what Vivek is doing here, a lot of it surrounds taking issues that in the past 20 years have been looked at as issues you don't want to apply centralized government power to. And that is the right at this moment is looking for people who will selectively apply centralized government power to problems that really piss them off. Mm-hmm. That's where the party is. It's where the movement is right now. I don't like it a lot of the times, but that is where it is. And I think a lot of the candidates that are going to jump into this race and have success are going to be the ones that do recognize that that's where voters are right now. Well, can we survive, though, as a party, as a nation, uh, as a people, if we don't see nuance for instance mm-hmm. um he's a biotech guy great yeah, I, is he a public part uh, pr- public private partnership biotech guy is he a guy who says hey uh, waive all the rules for me because i'm in bed with the government that's different what, what what we have you know i i have problems real problems with the drug companies right now Almost all of it stems from being in bed with the federal government. If you're not in bed with the federal government and the government is an honest broker, which ain't happening, then go ahead. Do your drugs. Make your drugs. Let's make sure we hold you responsible if they're killing people. You know what I mean? But you should... We should be celebrating tech. We should be celebrating new ideas and opportunities. But we're getting to a place to where we see things. We go, hmm, pharmaceutical bad. Yeah. Look, I think this is really bad. And I think, you know, I we can't become the party of anti-medicine. That's not a good direction to go. And I would point out that while many people have problems with the biotech industry and the insurance industry and, you know, the vaccines and, really and the vaccine hospitals mandates and the and, doctors and the nursing schools and yeah, all this stuff look, that's being a, jammed now. Yeah, it's a, it, it has to be on a case by case basis. I mean, I would point out that both hi, hi, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine came from big pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, you know, this, know. Is, this shouldn't be just a battle against medicine generally. No, it you has have to look at these things individually. It has to be public-private partnerships and wokeness. Yeah, it's got to be things that actually cancel science, that actually yeah. say this is more important than what the data says. This is more important than you know a test run or you know the failures. We got to lie about this or cut this corner because 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 wokeness. That that's really what our fight 
should be about on all of this. Look, I don't mind if when, you know, companies were saying, hey, we're going to have a fund that is for environmentalists. It's great. Good. Go for it. If that's the way you want to invest your money. Perfect. Mm -hmm. But don't force everyone to do it. That's the real problem. It's not that we have, you know, different tastes or different choices ahead of us. It's the government picking winners and losers and forcing us usually into a loser. Yeah. And I think they're, look, they're, we're going to get a pretty big field, I think, of candidates by the time this is over. I don't necessarily think that's a great thing. I don't um, want another 18. I know. And I'm worried we're going to, we're going to, we're going to climb. I think I'd love quickly. to have five, six. Yeah, that would be interesting. You know, six yeah. and six different flavors, right? Yes. Six different yes. approaches, not a bunch of people who are doing it the exact same way. So right. far, I think the first three have different approaches, and that's that's interesting. You're certainly going to, I think, see DeSantis uh, in as well eventually. Oh, yeah. You're probably yeah, yeah. going to see Tim Scott in. These are all pretty yes. serious people that have different approaches. It's good. Uh, you'll probably get someone from the the left moderate anti-trump type of vibe larry hogan somebody like that maybe liz cheney someone in that realm oh i think liz cheney will do it she's i don't know she's not even a she's not even registered republican anymore she's mad yeah, well yeah but she's somebody from that somebody from that realm yeah. is probably going to step in and not make any any real or if, you probably get someone if, from if they don't they'll raise money and it'll be a huge pack against him. Yeah. Which is even more nefarious. More, and also more likely. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's more, more likely. More nefarious. Thank you so much. All right. Back in just a second. Let me talk to you about Goldline. I am telling you um, and have been for a while that gold and silver is an, a hedge against insanity. Can we finally agree that the world has gone insane? You know, did you see the uh, in the show prep today? Did you see the um, the article about uh, Krugman and if he yeah. was if he was giving this analysis on the economy to a corporation or a corporation was was printing this as you know how they do their numbers, he'd go to jail. Right. The accounting methods are so shoddy, so yeah. shoddy, so shoddy. We are insane, and no one's telling you the truth. Let me tell you that um, gold or silver is going to play a role in the future because the dollar will go away. I know that sounds crazy, but it will go away. So what are you going to do? Call Goldline now. Um, they're offering a special on every total ounce of gold acquired. You can get two half-ounce coins or ten one-tenth-ounce coins or any combination. Every ounce is eligible to receive free items with every total ounce of gold no limit you'll receive one free two ounce silver maple flex bar at no cost buy two ounces of gold get two silver bars free buy 100 ounces 100 bars free sky's the limit call gold line today find out how they can help you escape the insane world of tomorrow 866 gold line 866 gold line glenn beck Uh, one of my writers, uh, the guy who did the research and the uh, writing for last night's TV show on nuclear war, um, said to me uh, on the way into the soundstage yesterday, he said, Glenn, we've done so many scary shows and uh, this is 
this one really has gotten to me and I could tell it had. And you kind of go numb after a while. You know, if you're working for me, you del- delve in and research a lot of spooky oh, like stuff. 2004, it was numb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. You just kind of. But he's, he wrote an article for Glenbeck.com. You can get it in the newsletter uh, today if you sign up. As a child of the 1980s, I have strong memories of being terrified by nuclear war of the Soviet Union. But those fears mostly faded away over the next 25 years as communism largely crumbled into Eastern Europe and Russia. We lost our sense of urgency and alarm over nuclear weapons. This has been a harsh wake-up call to be reminded of the horrific reality that nuclear war would entail. It also didn't help that Glenn told me to rewatch the 83 TV movie the day after. Uh, we always strive to produce important, relevant episodes, but this week has, been, ha- has had a particular urgency as the U.S. deepens its commitment to Ukraine in the war with Russia. The world has changed, and we no longer have just one nuclear foe. We desperately need a potent reminder to the world that we are sitting on a tinderbox of nearly 13,000 nuclear warheads. Do you know that only 7% know what nuclear winter is? Do you know what nuclear winter is? All When a bomb goes up, all the cloud goes up, okay, all the smoke goes up. And then all that particle stays in the air for months. Nuclear winter, it will drop. If we had a nuclear war with Russia, it will drop the temperature 43 degrees on average. So most of the world will be at freezing summer, winter, fall. Now, you might be listening in Alaska and say, well, it's already you know, a hundred below zero. Once you get below zero, really, you get past twenty-nine degrees. What's the difference between twenty-nine and a hundred and forty-three <laughs> below zero? But um, it, it's it, the consequences are astonishing, and most of us have forgotten about them. Uh, and there is a reason this time. There is something different this time about this war, and I explain it. In the TV show, it's available for Blaze TV subscribers on demand. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn, promo code Glenn, or you can get it at YouTube.com slash Glenn Glenn Beck. Back program.